Hi, and welcome back. We are on Yerushalmi Brachos Dav Dalit in the um, Ozohara print. And I'm going to weave in something in the Gemara itself and also a lot of historical conversation that I think you'll find very fascinating. Most of it is found in the Hakdama to the Bir Hagra, um, on, imprinted in the uh, Vilna version. But I just want to speak it out. So um, there's a Gemara today that says the following mushal, and it's very easy to follow. It's talking about when exactly is Banish Mushos. And we'll see that there's a fascinating machlokas that's going on over here in what the Gemara actually says, which is one of the big historical issues with Yerushalmi, is that since it wasn't learned, it was neglected for many years, had a lot of Girsa changes. And the Vilna Gon tried to establish the Girsos. And the Girsos that he established uh, were done through him uh, really doing a tremendous amount of research and bringing uh, many, many proofs from other places and fasting to making sure that he wasn't messing up something. And we'll see there's a very, very fundamental thing. And without going to the details, if you're learning the blot, you'll be familiar with this. And if you're not, it's still an interesting story, and it's just an interesting thought. So um, the Gemara at the end of Daftal al says that when a king begins to emerge from his palace, people are very, very excited about him being there. Um, even though he hasn't come out yet, Amr and they they consider it as if he's come out. They'll say, shh, be quiet, the king is coming out. So as soon as the king is uh, even thinking about coming out of his palace, people consider it there. Um, but when he is going back in, so according to our gear that we have in front of us, Shari Alil, but when he has concluded his public appearance and he's trying to enter his palace, so then Lo Amrin Da'al, Ad Asad Da'al. According to this gear that says, they don't say that he entered back into his palace until the time that he actually left. So until he actually left, we don't say it. Okay, now who cares? What, is, what does this mean? So it's basically like this. The Rosh Cerulio and the Pnei Moshe, they basically explain um, that the symbol reading of the Gemara, and, and it's based on the, the Ramban. The Ramban says that the Yerushalmi is saying that a king enters his palace, is not considered to have entered until he fully disappears. That That's implying that the end of a night doesn't happen until it fully, fully occurs. And that sounds like the view of Rabbeinu Tam. We all know Rabbeinu Tam's uh, version of Shkia, when nightfall is, that basically, if, if, just zoom out for a second, think about it. No, he keeps Rabbeinu Tam, right? That means the very, very late version of Shabbos. And there's a whole machlokas about what they did in Europe. Some people say they followed it. Some people say they did because it was early. Everyone knows the famous Igor Moshe. I'm not going through all that. Ayin Sham, where he says in, you know, in New York, what to do, etc. Ayin Sham. The bottom line is the Gemara, according to the Ramban's reading, um, seems to be implying that exactly like Rabbeinu Tam, that this is a very, very late time. You don't say that the sun has set, which is referring to here being called the king until he has actually fully left which would seem to support Rabbeinu Tam. however we know that the gra follows the gaonim well it's based on this gemara and many other proofs that he has the gra ha says that that gear says wrong and that's not actually what it says he says the, the gemara should say when the king begins to enter his palace meaning when the sun is setting when the when it's setting so Avagav de lo al amridan de al his girsa is that even though he hasn't even gone fully in as soon as he starts heading in Bam, we say that um, that it's as if he's already went in. So therefore, we see from this that this is the sheet of the Geonim, where that um, Shkia takes place a lot earlier um, and impacts Banish Mashos, etc. So without going into the exact halakhic ramifications, but you see clearly that how you read the Gemara has a huge nafkamina as to when as to when we say Shkia is, do we follow Rabbeinu Tom, do we follow the Geonim, or like the Vilna Gon does. So I just want to zoom out for a second. The Vilna Gon uh, lived in Vilna most of his life, and he was born in 1720, and he died in 1797. And um, when he passed away, which was over Sukkot, on Yud Tes Tishrei, um, in 1797, the entire uh, Vatar of Vilna got together, um, a couple, I guess it was about a month later, sorry, he passed away on Yud Tes, 
um, Tishrei, one month later, and Yutes Kislev, they got together and they made the following proclamation, which is very famous, but it's important. And they said that it should be spread throughout all Israel. That anyone that hears something in the name of the Grud, don't believe it. Why? What was going on? There was lots of people running around rampantly claiming they were Talmudim, claiming that they had manuscripts of his claiming. They said, we have to verify it first. It's a very good, um, you know, checks and balance thing. And they said that anyone that prints something without getting our approval, they're liars. And just, that's already... Um, if you don't get that approval from our vod, so then you've already proven yourself that you're not following uh, the proper path, and therefore you're you shouldn't be trusted. And then they wrote that we've right now approved of seven chiburim. This is what they say that we know that his sons are putting them out, and they are totally um, proofread and approved by the Vilna Gon. And uh, we approve it, etc. And what are they? His Pirish Mishnayis is Ram, which is brilliant and amazing. If you ever learn Mishnayis, you'll see. His Pirish Yushalmi is Ram, which is what we're quoting from right now. Agav, there's two Gersos, and there's a different version, which is a little confusing. His Pirish on Tikkun Ezor, his Pirish on Sefer Yitzira, his Pirish on Safar Yitzniusa, his Pirish on the Hechalos, and his Pirish on Raya Memna. Notice how Shulchan Aruch is not here, although his sons did put that out later. Anyway, that's what it says. The the um, the sons of the Vilna Gon asked Rav Chaim Vlazhin, his primary um, Talmud to actually write a Hagdama um, to the to um, what's it called uh, for them, and he basically says, you know, the greatness of the Vilna Gon. And I want to conclude with two things. One of them is that his sons uh, write about this, and also I believe Rav Chaim Vlashen says that when the Vilna Gon changed the Girsa, he didn't just cross it out and say this doesn't make sense. He had 150 proofs, and he often would spend days or weeks or even longer just trying to figure out, making sure, and he would often fast. So he did not take it lightly. And as you see, his brilliance, uh, the Vilna Gon doesn't need. Uh, you know, our, our, our uh, approval. But you see his brilliance when he goes through Shulchan Aruch, when he goes through all of his commentaries, you just see how much of a mastery that he had. And um, Rechaim Velazhin writes that um, I could testify my own self that this Chibur on Yerushalmi, on Zeran, um, that it was in his possession for at least 18 years. And I heard from him that he said that his Talmud that wrote it over got understood, Shabbat Kiven Yafa Ledaito, um, and... Um, and understood me properly. And, and Rechaim Velazhin writes, for what it's worth, he says, and I also see that Tovi Yafa Sidra was done properly. And that these, um, this Vilna going on Shas is amazing. I'll leave off with one last thing. Um, when Rav Aaron Feldman Shlita of Neri Sral spoke about um, his relationship with, his personal close relationship with Rechaim Kanievsky, that's all, Yibad Um So he said about him that, um, that he cried. And he said that, who will I tremble in their in their greatness anymore. Who is there that I tremble in their greatness? And I was very, very moved by that Lushan, and I share this with a lot of people. Um, and I, I I wanted to really grasp that Lushan because it's a beautiful Lushan. Who who will we tremble in their greatness? And he said, and when he was in front of Rakhine Kaski, he would just tremble in his greatness. And he was just crying and, and about the fact that that's not that's no longer present with his with his passing. And so I found that in the Dhamma to Nefeshachaim, Rakhine Velushan basically describes uh, Rechaim Velazhin's son actually describes that that's how Rav Chaim would, would, uh, Velazhin would stand in front of Vilna Gon. Rechaim Velazhin uh, lived for 72 years and he was a Talmud Buvak of the Grah. And he writes it in this Hagdama, he actually writes that Lushen in his own pen before he signs the Um Chaim Ben Arav Yitzchak um, of Velazhin. He writes like this that I'm just one of the people, just one of the people that was able to learn under. Chad Min Kamai. Asher ma'at ben ha'ma'at zachisi la'amod l'sharis. As Rabbeinu HaGadol Zala, I was able to serve him. 
Vadain Yuras Romumus Toroso, and his awesomeness of Torah is still Alpani on my face. Mide Dabribo, and when I just talk about him, Mirta Kol Gufi, my entire body shakes. Viade Notvos Mar, and I sweat. Mikadushas Toroso Hanifla, from his awesome greatness of Torah. And that is the most powerful words you could think about when you hear those words. To me, such powerful, powerful words about the Vilna Gone.